and welcome to another episode of the screen chronicles my name is el stevo and with me as always is Cobstone, the griffin skull skull everybody because you know what we're talking about today we're talking season one of the show vikings it's yes time we did this it is now just a little history for you know how steve and i got into vikings we had originally watched the last kingdom which became our favorite show and we just like felt such a withdraw after we were done with that that we needed more from that sort of time period vikings was the next up for us and we really really enjoyed the series coming after last kingdom it is kind of a prequel in ways to the last kingdom we found like uh it doesn't exactly line up with the events of the last kingdom the last kingdom that that we know the vikings are there that the the saxons know about them that they're this threat so it's nice to actually see before they were that you know what was their what was their culture like how they get there that's what vikings did and it was so we're like oh this is like a prequel (laughs) it's kind of like a prequel for us so it was cool it really kind of satisfied our hunger for more kind of viking and medieval time kind of shows so first we're going to do a non-spoiler review and then we're going to do our spoiler talk after that what are some things that you really liked about the show vikings well first of all i love the main character ragnar lothbrook is the freaking man especially early on in season one um We'll get into some of the reasons more specifically why, but uh, he is for me, even now looking back on the show, the most memorable uh, part of the show and really the face of the show is Travis Fimmel's portrayal of Ragnar Lothbrook is just fantastic. And I think even now, like in season six, you can see some of the characters still trying to emulate some of the things that Travis Fimmel did as an actor uh, to portray Ragnar Lothbrook and kind of getting that kind of beginning story of how the Vikings sailed west yeah, and what the events were to follow that. And what I really like about the show is it really encouraged you and I to do our own research on what's real. I think the show sometimes relies on myth. So some things happen in the show that are definitely myth. And it is historical, though, because they're based on real myths um, that, that they believed in. Absolutely. So, so I think that's what I really liked about the show. The acting's really good. The storyline's pretty good. The plot's pretty good. Um, it's in season one. I, I liked it. And the action is solid. You know, we were coming from The Last Kingdom, so one of the big things we really liked was Shield Walls. Uh, they, they get there. I, I wouldn't say they're at the same level of Shield Walls as, <laughs> you know, the first three seasons of The Last Kingdom, but they, they still satisfy that, you know, that, that itch. Uh, the yeah. battles and there's they're pretty realistic and gritty. That's what I really like. And like what you were saying, the characters, I I like them all, a, a lot of the main ones, especially to this first season. I like Ragnar, Lagatha, Rolo, Rolo too, yeah. Little Bjorn, Floki. Uh, I really like Tolstein. Uh, Tolstein, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we see more of them in season two. And then, I like um, Eric, the guy with the big beard. I was just gonna say, I love, yeah. I love Eric. He was awesome. Eric Mart. Martin, I don't know, but he was he was awesome, dude. He also he also voiced a guy in a uh, Skyrim. I was like, I know that voice. I know that oh, yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. So definitely the characters. I'm with you. One thing though, I guess some people really like, and sometimes to me it's just a little confusing, is whether it's fiction or whether it's whether it's fantasy or historical fiction. At well, times. that's the thing. So it's on the History Channel, right? So <laughs> Which I think means nothing. Which- <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing for the history channel 
which I think made us kind of go on with the preconceived notion that it was going to be leaning toward historically accurate, especially coming out of Last Kingdom, which we know is a fictional story that really kind of stays true, though, to a lot of the events of the formation of England. Yeah. Bernard Cornwall, the, the author of those books, and yeah. then Stephen Butcher, they really try and mm-hmm. base a lot of it in as close as they can to historical things with, with still embellishing some drama and some new yeah, other... And, I mean, you know, the main character is a fictional character in it, exactly. but it, he interacts with many... You know, real characters. So in this show, I think we were going in with the with the notion that that it was you know real, but pretty quick you kind of pick up on. I was like, okay, that that seemed like uh, a little too strange. Yeah, there was too mythical. The opening scene. There's some, I guess, mm-hmm. supernatural things that happen, and and I thought you know we were going to get an explanation for why we saw that supernatural thing early on because the rest of the that right. episode feels pretty real. But it so it's like I I was confused at the time, and when I go back, when I went back and watched it now, I understood. That's just that's just what the show is. We're questioning: Are they on mushrooms, and we're seeing what's in their head, or is it part of the show? You know. Yeah. So I think once you figure that out, though, it's it's really it's not a huge deal. You yeah. still enjoy it, and and again, I think it really prods the viewer to do their own research to see what in the show really happened, and did it happen like this? You know, and why are they seeing these people come from the sky, or why are they seeing this yes. guy walking around? And and then that lends into the real historical beliefs that they had, which is also educational, I think. But I think oh, yeah. it, I think it prods the viewer to do their own research in yeah, a lot of ways into the events and the the mythology too, which is yeah, Viking, you know, Norse mythology is just awesome. It's awesome. It can be very silly, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and and with and with those when they're showing these these you know supernatural or mythical things the imagery for it is just great the the imagery for the oh, fights yeah. the cinematography direction all that stuff is it looks really good sometimes i feel like they rely on it uh mm-hmm. too much you know mm-hmm. when when they really don't have like a, a coherent plot for like an episode or or the yeah. pacing you know they, they kind of just rely on that but you can't deny it looks freaking good it does yeah so then some negative things about the show um you had talked about this this season, you had really liked the plot. I really liked the plot, I guess, up until episode five or six. There's there's this whole conflict between Ragnar and another character that really builds and it, it really drives the show. And then it just kind of it ends right in the middle of the, the, the season. And then the last few episodes, even though there's some really good parts, and I think the episode after this other character's conflict is resolved is one of my favorite episodes from the season. But again, I didn't feel like there was any sort of structure to A to B. What's, what's the arc of this season? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a traditional show, I guess, in that sense. But some people might like that. For me, it's just kind of sometimes like, where are we going, guys? Where are we going? Yeah, I think it doesn't rely as much on plot um, as some of the other shows we watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, though, as far as when you look at the the whole show, all the seasons, seasons one, two, I think had better plot than some of the the later seasons. But I, I would agree, it's not as plot driven. It's it's more character driven and and history driven. Basically, the way I kind of look at the show is that the show writer, I think, he takes all of these other these myths that are known and these writings that are known from the time period and these characters that are known from the time period and i think he does his best to put them all together because we know for example 
well, we'll get into it more in the spoiler talk, but not all the characters existed at the same time. I think he's just doing his best to kind of um, get a comprehensive look at the myth, the history, and the characters all in one go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just another negative thing for me, I guess, for me is, um, you know, coming off of another, like we just said, we came off of The Last Kingdom before this. There was a lot of politicking and scheming, but there was also a lot of uh, camaraderie in the show. You know, we talk about our best bro moments from the show all the time from the last kingdom with this i never really feel like there's any any stable healthy relationships in the show (laughs) i feel like everyone is trying to scheme another person or or screws over another person in some way and that's that's just one thing i just i never i I do see it a bit can rely on these people together i see it a bit like the the bros with uh leaf eric um torsten arn those guys yeah like they are kind of a bro group right there Mm -hmm. i don't think but they don't harp on the bro moments between them as much as like last kingdom does with that bro group just sometimes i feel like there's just some people scheming and doing bad things just to show that they're bad or that they did something bad you know we'll, we'll talk about one of our favorite scenes you know when we get to the spoiler part with uh the king and when he just he does something just ridiculous it doesn't it's like why and uh and it was just to drive home that he was a bad guy i guess and yeah 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 yeah. so i mean that that to me is just the epitome sometimes of what the show is and i think if you if you like season one you'll you can at least get into the later seasons and like it if you don't like season one you're not gonna like the rest (laughs) of the show (laughs) because there's a lot more of that yeah, but I, 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 it gets like, more. It gets more and more, I feel like, as it goes. Yeah, I, I did really enjoy Vikings, though, overall. Yeah, exactly. Overall. I think anyone who is into that, you know, historical fiction or even fantasy, that sword medieval sort of thing, if you're into that, the politicking, if you're into that betrayal. Yeah. If you're into the history. If you're into history, you know, anything like that, I think you should definitely check it out. If you're someone that always needs a, a long, overarching plot or, you know, constant on the point character motivations this might not be the show for you but i think give it a try at least give yeah. the first season a try and uh so yeah I, I i still liked it i I love the show okay what do you what do you give it as a rating i gave an eight out of ten what'd you give, give 8.5 out of ten ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Green chronicles 8.25 right there people that's right yeah that's a that's a solid b so yeah so watch it watch it people let us know what you think too if you haven't already seen it, go go see it. Come back. We're going to get into our spoiler talk, though. Yeah. So, spoiler alert! <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, though, an iconic opening scene to a show. Yes. And that's what this one had. And that's this very memorable opening scene. A, we get myth and action right away. And we get to meet our main character, Ragnar. And they've just finished like a battle or they're finishing up a battle as we get to see a couple of like awesome action moves. Like when Ragnar thrusts the sword through the guy's torso and it's like a slow-mo like thrust. It's pretty awesome. And um, you see Rolo also taking out a couple guys, throwing Ragnar an axe. And it's just kind of a cool opening sequence. What do you think of this opening sequence? Yeah, I, I really like it. I mean, this is the scene I was talking about uh, earlier when first time i saw it 
I was kind of confused. I thought it was a dream because yeah. it was this hyper real looking environment, but they had, you know, the East Baltics or something like that. Somewhere yeah, where yeah, the yeah. Vikings were raiding mm-hmm. into the East. In 793, I believe. Yeah. And, and they show, you know, they're fighting. It's just these two guys though on a hill, all these other dead bodies. A lot bodies of dead bodies. <laughs> There's ravens. It just looks like what you would picture of like from a Viking sort of myth. But I'm like, all right, this is on the History Channel. Or whatever it's yeah we, ju- we just saw the last kingdom historical fiction show here we go and then all of a sudden some valkyries start to grab yeah. bodies guys off the battlefield and carry them up to valhalla and this wanderer wearing a hat and with a staff is walking odin, through and I think? yeah it's supposed to be odin on the battlefield with a raven on his shoulder yeah and the valkyrie come down and pick up some of these guys and take them right up and it's just right away you we weren't sure if this was in his head, what was going on, or, or what was going on. So they never talk about it. They never talk. Yeah. They, they later in the show they do talk about the Baltics and raiding the Baltics when I rewatch it this time. But I didn't pick up on it the first time, and I was just like, "What? What the hell is this?" They they never talk about that scene again. They never said, "Oh, thanks, thanks Ragnar for saving me, or thanks Rolo <laughs> for helping me out. Thanks for throwing me that axe, bro." Yeah, and did Appreciate you see it, man? Did you see Odin walking around <laughs> just, when we were there. Yeah. They, 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 never, they never elaborate on that. So I thought, oh, this was a dream. And that's, that's, it was a dream. All right, we'll move on. Because then the rest of the show, you know, they start out talking yeah. about, well, the laws. They, they start to show the town's laws and raiding. What's our favorite law? What's the law? You can, um, oh, if you, you murder somebody, you have to tell the first person. If see. it was in self-defense, right? You have to tell the first person you see that it was in self-defense. And by three houses, I think you can't walk by two houses, houses. but that's only if you believe, but this is, this, this is a fine line. Read the fine print. That's only if you believe that there are the person that you killed family in those houses. Cause I think the guy's like, you know, even in those circumstances, you can only go by two houses (laughs) before telling somebody, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, we, we, we start to see like this historical world building part. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm like, oh, this is the show. Yeah, we but see the hierarchy. Like, okay, they have an earl of the town. Ragnar's a farmer. Okay. Yet the far, uh, you know, also a warrior though. You mm-hmm. know, we see him training his son um, with wooden swords and shield. And, and that's one thing we've learned through some of our talks um, with, with people who created the last kingdom is that it seems like a lot of Vikings were trained at an early age anyway to fight, you know, whether they became farmers or, or the Vikings who actually traveled, you know, but mm-hmm. the Scandinavians, I should say, I guess we can't label them all as Vikings, but, but still it's cool. It feels like we're building this historical world. We meet, um, Legatha who, um, Ragnar's wife, Ragnar's wife is a very, Smoking hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone who's seen the show doesn't know that. But in case you're, you're new, now you know. Um, now you know. <laughs> she's awesome. And um, she's also a warrior. So let's just talk a little bit about the history, though, too. Who is this Ragnar dude, that, that Ragnar Lothbrook, who we're meeting here? Well, if you look up the history, and we're not going to talk about all of his history because it might kind of get into some spoiler talk of season the, the later seasons, but just basically he was apparently a Viking sea king. 
um, in legend. He was a very legendary figure that it's kind of ambiguous. Did he really live? Did he not? A lot of the different stories have him marrying different people, have him having a different amount of sons or sons of different names or being king of this place or not. You know, it's very, he died this way, he died this way. There's a lot of different recollections, but there are a lot of um, these stories told about him. Yeah. And the people that are supposed to be his sons really did exist. And that has been proven. Was he made legend because he was this great, innovative, you know, warrior? Or was yeah. he already legend and they just sort of slapped this on a guy who really did exist and yeah. maybe wasn't as cool. Maybe he wasn't even named Ragnar. Maybe he was just Bjorn. Common name like Bjorn. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's such an interesting thing too. And after watching the show and after reading about this, the, the stories, I want him to exist. I wish he, I hope he was real. But apparently I've read some historians have said that there is no evidence that he was real other than these writings. There's no actual physical evidence that they found like they've found with his sons, his alleged sons. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so he has a, his wife, Legatha, who is also, um, I guess, a mythical person. Yeah, she was I don't know. Again. a warrior, a mythical warrior, maybe existed, maybe did not. Um, some of the stories about her obviously were not real, but was she inspired by a real person, maybe. But the fact is that she's in, you know, primary sources of the time period. Um, and then they kind of put her into the show. And I think s at least one of the sources I read had him, had her marrying uh, Ragnar Lothbrook. Yeah. That's one thing you have to take into account too, is I, I don't think there was a lot of material available back then. A lot of people didn't know how to read no. or write. Uh, records just so, weren't kept on everything. You know, we, they didn't have YouTube channels and podcasts to talk on to, you know. <laughs> to yeah, so a lot, actually a lot of the um, writing of the Vikings didn't come until they started sailing West. And when they were kind of introduced to Christianity, that's when a lot of these stories start getting written down, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's interesting. And they're often portrayed in a different way too. Is this, they're sometimes portrayed as demons, and that's why yeah. there's the, the horned helmets, you know, sort of came into into play. Yeah, because uh, they never had like horns huge... on their helmets. They had no. you know regular helmets that, like these, you know. And so yeah. it's, it's so much. It's 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 where does it begin or start? And maybe that's where Michael Hurst, the creator and writer, maybe that's where he went. But uh, at least when we first start, though, it's it it's kind of hard to tell where things go. Yeah. And definitely in the later seasons, there's much more of the fantasy stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're just, here's Odin. And he told them this, and <laughs> that's the way it is. And you're like, okay. And sometimes they just show something just for some imagery. It is a dream. Sometimes yeah. they just end the episode with someone just covered in blood for no reason. And <laughs> but, yeah. but it's, uh, at least though now, like we were saying, that the first episode, it starts getting into ragnar this ambitious man he wants to, yeah. to raid somewhere else he wants to actually get some wealth where they've been raiding they're they've been raiding in the baltics like we see at the beginning yeah, they're poor too about it. yeah and they, they want if they money. raid them year after year they're not gonna have anything left <laughs> you know <laughs> where's your money you took it last year <laughs> ragnar's taken his son bjorn who the young man who plays bjorn is awesome uh in season one he's he, we love him and he uh, takes them down to Katakat, which is like the big town of, of whatever part of Scandinavia that they're living in. They go to what's called the thing, which is sort of like their Witten, I guess. So they, they talk about what they're going to do. They talk about, you know, where they're going to sail. And, and 
That's what um, I, I they do heard. trials. Did you, do you? Are you going to the thing? You want to get your first arm ring at the thing? I, I picked up on it when the Sven, the guy who's Earl Haraldson's uh, right-hand, right-hand man. man, went to Bjorn later on and was like, uh, "Did oh, yeah, that's, uh, when you were at the thing. And I just thought, like, oh, the actor forgot what it was called and called it the thing, and they just left it in. No, 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 it's called the thing. So oh next God. time someone tells you that, we're going to the thing, you know, where they're, they're heading to, like, the Viking version of a, a Witten or a, a town Witten. meeting. Or yeah. <laughs> But back to that, I love the the first Tom meeting. We were talking about the 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 trial there. The you yeah. know, yeah. And, and one guy, what did the one guy do? That they just they just throw shit at him. I forget what stole. He, I think he was caught stealing. Yeah. So that was like, yeah. oh, just just throw some stuff at him, and that was like a a kind of a grovel. It was yeah. a sort of kind of grovel, except they didn't have to kiss, yeah, you know, the cross or anything, or uh, or, or get on their knees, but uh, they got to chuck stuff and you have it's mandatory that you throw something which i love <laughs> i love that you'll be fine if you don't throw anything <laughs> they do a public execution of the guy that apparently killed someone in self-defense like he said but he didn't tell anybody quick enough he needed to tell someone listen yeah. you got to know the rules you got to know the laws of the land okay you got to <laughs> know the laws otherwise and, and you're in this small town you think you know all, all seven laws you know what i mean so does that mean you could just murder someone and then if you told tell the next person, yeah, it was self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. That works. No. no. <laughs> but they but they do show that the king, King Haroldson, who ends up becoming the, the main or the Earl. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, sorry, not the King Earl. The main antagonist. He uh he he isn't really a fair guy though. You know, he, so uh that guy who, you know, he eventually said, Well, all right, or well, we're gonna kill you, and he's like, Okay. I'll go by beheading. Everyone's cool with that. They're like, all right, he gets to go to Valhalla. Good honor on him. Yeah. And after it's done, the Earl's like, throws body to the pigs and yeah. gouge out yeah, his eyes. That's right. So he can't go to Valhalla. And you're just like, all right, this guy's going to be the jerk. Yeah. And Ragnar's like, he shouldn't have done that. He tells his son, you know, that was a bad thing that he just did. Yeah. So we've kind of established who the bad guy is going to be. This Earl Haraldson and Ragnar basically calls him out at like the next day or something at uh, the thing, I guess. Another you know? thing. <laughs> Another thing. And he's like, yo, where are we going to sail? We want to know. And Earl Haraldson is just like, all right, I'll tell you, we're going to go the same place we go every year to, to the East. And um, Ragnar, Ragnar wants a new vacation spot. Yeah. He's tired of the same house at the same beach with the same people every year. You know, he yeah. wants- he's trying to go somewhere new. <laughs> so he, he suggests it. And basically Earl Haraldson is just like, you know, I'm not going to risk my ships because apparently the Earl's owned all the ships. Easy way around that. Yeah. Easy way around it. Get your own and- ship. Yeah, so he doesn't want to go there. Ragnar still does. And later in this episode, we meet Steve's favorite character. Floki. 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 And I, I love him this season. Later, later seasons, he's, you know, we'll talk about that later seasons, but I love him this season. He's, he's so spunky and he laughs at all the wrong times and he's yeah. great comic relief. <laughs> he is. He's just so weird. He's also brilliant. And it shows him, you know, finding a tree to cut down. And I was just thinking, is he going to cut that down with his little axe? <laughs> I guess so. No. But, um, it, but yeah. I, 
but I like how they show him like explaining to Ragnar how the ship's going to work and how you know it's going to float on the waves. See them on the boat, the Viking ship, you know, test running it, and then eventually heading to to England, the first spot. But I, I really liked that that scene. I really liked all the sailing in the ships. That's one thing mm-hmm. I wish uh, the Last Kingdom had more with some more ships, especially after reading some of the books now. Yeah, a lot more of that ships in the books. That's a big part of their culture. That that's really what helped shape them, and it also made them big innovators. You know that we we heard uh, Nick Murphy say it's a space shuttle of its from, time. Yeah, of its time, and that's what it felt like too in the show. I thought they did a really good job capturing that, um, especially when when they're first sailing to oh Lindisfarne, Lindisfarne, yeah, which is oh, yeah. which is a, historically the first place they landed. Yeah, as far as they know. At yeah, the, the monastery there. I love and, just the raining too. But uh, before that, you know, like you said, they, they didn't know if they were going to make it. But then uh, yeah. Loki just gets motivated. And there's, they're like, that's Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Yes. Pounding on his anvil. Oh, my God. And that's, that's one thing I love. I love all the mythology they talk about in the show. Yeah, and they think that, they're, that he's angry with them. They think the gods are angry with him for going there, I guess. Yeah. And it, it takes them a while. And some of Ragnar's crew grow weary. And one guy even starts to stand up and Ragnar's just not having it. So he murders him <laughs> and uh, stabs him in the neck. Yeah, no one cared about that guy. Like, I know. Any, any other time, like, oh, you killed somebody? We're going to have a thing for that. We're gonna yeah, how come him? Earl Haraldson wasn't like, uh, yeah, what happened to Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Most likely his name was Bjorn. <laughs> Bjorn. Might have been Stevenson, though. Bjorn Stevenson. I guess so. Leading up to that, though, they he had to convince, he had to meet in secret. <laughs> and we have to talk about this okay. because Earl Haraldson had a spy and he goes immediately and tells Earl Haraldson as a good, 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 loyal man, like it's his first thing to do. He's like, yeah, they met. Yep, they met. And Earl Haraldson's wife, Siggy, is just sitting there giving him the eyes. And he like sort of looks at her, but like, you know, he knows he shouldn't be looking. No, he shouldn't. So the Earl's wife. So he's like, "All right, focus back on conversation." Earl calls him out. Are you looking at my wife? No, no, would never. He goes up to him and tells him, "Like, you can sleep with my wife. Like, if she wants to. Like, I'll set it up. You know, like a friend. You know, like." Then the like, guy's like, "Oh no, no way, man. No, I would never do that." And he's like, "I'll set it up. I'll set it up." Really? It's okay. I promise. It's okay. <laughs> you can do it i'm telling you and so he does <laughs> he goes into bed with her she's laying there she invites him over basically they they start doing the old horizontal tango and she just starts beating the hell out of his face you really think you could sleep with me <laughs> oh my god and then king Haraldson and all of his guys walk in and they they rope him up, beat him. They're like, "You really think you're good? You could have done that? You wow! Think, you think yeah. so little of me, even though yeah. I told you, and I like I basically made you, yeah. Like you fool, yeah. And they kill this, him. This poor dude. He's, he's like, been like so loyal to him. He's he's like." and spying on his enemies for him and and then they're all paranoid about like yeah we now we don't know who we can trust now like <laughs> it could even be our own <laughs> it's like oh my 
god yeah that's that's what i mean like this this was another scene where they were just showing that this earl can be a douche and i i just didn't think that it was necessary or that made any sense and like to me like this is the like the epitome of any future season where there's just like some some drama being made for like no reason just to <laughs> like show that someone's bad or just because they want to have a yeah. character get with someone else or something like that to me though this is like the epitome i mean the first time we were watching this we were laughing we were dying like, <laughs> they murder, then they go out and kill him svein kills him and oh my god this poor dude he's been oh. such a good he's worked so hard to get where he's at <laughs> king says go spy on ragnar I'm he, he was the executioner in season in the first episode like he's just been a team player he's been a team player but what do you think of his right earl Haraldson right hand man oh my god uh, that guy i hate him i hate him oh yeah he's in the last he's in last kingdom he's in he last brings kingdom. uh eric uh, eric on the boat yeah. yeah, but he is he makes your blood boil on this show for sure. And oh, Vikings. My oh my god. I mean later on when he when he goes to Lagatha when mm-hmm. when when Ragnar is out sailing again, going doing, you know, bad things, going raiding, getting money, you know, he comes to the town or her her farm, her and Ragnar's yeah. farm and and tries to take a kid, eventually takes a different kid and again Try to take another, Ragnar's son. Yeah, and again, he takes a different kid though. One of the, I think, one of the slaves that works the farm, mm-hmm. or maybe a farmhand. I don't know. Maybe it was another farmhand. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They don't. But he, <laughs> and then this kid, he gets killed uh, by King Harold. Even though Ragnar's come home, and at this point and everything, I mean, this is yeah. later in the show. But like, again, it was just another moment. It was just like they just wanted to show that like these guys are jerks, you know. Yeah. I do. I get why he killed him in that instant, though, because he had just buried his, his horde. Yeah. Well, they they brought in the mythical thing and and all that. Right. But I mean, the the plan was to to hold him as hostage so Ragnar would come back. But Ragnar was back, you know, and that they didn't give back. And they needed somebody to, to dig the hole. So they they end up sailing west. Ragnar and the boys, and. Um, and I love the shot. It's like there's mist on the water and there's one priest or a monk um, walking along the beach and it shows like the dragon head of the Viking ship or the serpent head, whatever it is, yeah, coming through the mist as if it's a beast coming. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's like when I think of Vikings, that's like what I think of. I think of that kind of ship sailing to shore um and and so this would have been trying to document the first time that they know of it happening at lindisfarne in 1793 or in 793 ad 1793 it was after the united states 2007 2007 um in 793 um so yeah so a really cool shot and then the vikings it's so interesting they the the monk goes back and all the monks are like freaking out like what do we do let's let's go and lock the doors and and you know it works 
Yeah, the, Vi- yeah. <laughs> the Vikings just like walk up to this monastery. They have like a way of unlocking it where like they like knock out the hinges, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> like, I don't look that up. I didn't look that if that was like a real way. It was, it was funny how easy it was though. The gates yeah. barred and, uh, and all that. And they're just like, we'll just take the hinges off and it'll just yeah. fall over. And I got to say, Travis Fimmel in the Ragnar costume looks so badass. And the way he like looks around, I don't know. It's just, He's a real That's intense awesome. gaze too. Just yeah, I mean yeah, he does. I, I can't do it because I I'm not that intense looking when I. I know, <laughs> but he just does. They basically walk into the same room where all these monks are praying. They just kind of look at him like, "What the heck is going on?" And I think the main one of the head monk or something. It's a like, uh, Cuthbert. It's uh yeah, it's Cuthbert. He stands. I up. I don't know if it's the same Cuthbert that we always hear of in Saint Cuthbert. The, the Last Kingdom books and all that, if it's mm-hmm. that's the same guy, St. Cuthbert, that, you know, Bianca, big fanboy of. Yeah, big fanboy, St. Cuthbert, and his comb and teeth. And, and they have the, in season four of The Last Kingdom, they have the heart of St. Cuthbert. And that's kind of a very Northumbria thing. And I guess there was really a St. Cuthbert at Lindisfarne. Yeah, so the timeline doesn't really match up because Lindisfarne apparently happened in 793. Cuthbert, who was, became St. Cuthbert, his life was. 634 he died in 687 okay so over 100 years before that happens <laughs> so but he didn't it make was it. but he was at lindisfarne so maybe it was supposed to be somebody maybe it was supposed to be him and they're just kind of again combining it because we know yeah, for example like, like rollo and ragnar they're brothers in the show but rollo was born in the mid 9th century and ragnar if he did exist, allegedly, if it was born at the end of the 8th century in like 795 or something. In the old 700s. In the old 700s, you know. Oh, back so, then. Or maybe it was another guy named in his namesake. I don't know, but it was, it was cool. It's, it's cool that... Yeah, Cuthbert. Yeah. And it makes, Cuthbert us look, makes us look up stuff, you know. Makes, makes us look, look up stuff. Has this accurate? Wouldn't have actually been Cuthbert in real life, but um, he's the first to get killed, I think, by Rolo. Right? It was Rolo who killed yeah. him first. And he just like started praying, I think, in Latin. And Rolo just is not having it. Well, it just... might have been in whatever English, you know, that old English Maybe. they were speaking. But it's an easy but kill. It's an easy kill. And then they just, after that, they just go ham. So it makes me wonder, what was Rolo thinking? Like, oh, are these weird? Is this weird religion? Are they like putting spells on us or something? Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's what they thought. And they just start murdering these dudes at Lindisfarne. And you know, stealing what treasure they found and, and things like that. And it's just a massacre. Just an absolute they massacre. Fish in a barrel, they don't fight. I mean, it's just... It's and they're... Con- yeah, they're, they're You're like, oh, these are the good guys? The Vikings yeah. are the good guys of this show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're the good guys. They're the guys uh, we're know. rooting for to kill these, these monks that are Get just... Get those like, helpless guys. ...hopelessly praying, and they're just slaughtering them. Here, we're about to meet um, another main character of the show called Ethelstan, who they had actually been um, showing little hints of before. He was like prophesizing that something was going to happen, that evil men were going to come, that evil was about to come. Remember that? Demons. So, so there's another example of like some supernatural, supernatural things in the show. Going on. Ragnar encounters him and Ragnar, he's like backing away and he speaks in their tongue. But he, he intrigued. Ragnar's like immediately intrigued by this, this monk. Yeah, Ragnar's a curious guy. That's what I. He's I, very curious. I really like about his character. He's consistently curious, and he wants to know things. He's, you know, you see guys like Rolo who are like the hammer. 
you know, that uh-huh. come in. They want to conquer. They want to get that stuff and get out. But then Ragnar, he wants to figure things out. He wants to understand. And so exactly. here's a guy he can use to understand some of the English. And it comes, he comes into a big help, you know, later on down the line, which is, yeah. I thought was pretty cool. And so here comes that hammer. Rolo tries to just kill him. He's like, why aren't we killing him? <laughs> so that makes sense. And Ragnar says he forbids it. Now here comes an interesting thread in the show. And this goes back to episode one is that when they're discussing going on this, this journey, Rolo is very uh, particular about wanting to be equal with Ragnar. Mm-hmm. We are equals, right brother? And Ragnar assures him, like, yes, we are equals. We'll always be equals. And so when Rolo wants to kill this guy, he's like, I thought we were equals. Why are you telling me I can't do something right now? Starts to kind of like be a crack in this relationship of the brothers here mm-hmm. that is going to be part of the plot later on. We also saw that Rolo was like hitting on Legatha in episode one. Yeah, yeah. That's and um, seemed to have some kind of history with her. Yeah. They're kind of hinting at that they don't really explain, but Legatha pretty much calls him a great warrior, but not a great man. Yeah. And we see Rolo's definitely has flaws. You still like want to like him, but he's got flaws. That's that's one thing, again, a common thread with the show is just everyone, there's no one you can get behind 100% of the time. Even Ragnar. Not even Ragnar. Not even Ragnar. Who, yeah. who we like most of the time. And he's got some awesome moments. Uh, a later episode, episode eight. Oh, yeah. The sacrifice episode where he tries to get Ethelstan, who after you've watched the season, he starts to bond with his family, he tries to adopt the culture. And he, he tries to trick him into sacrificing himself. And you're just like, and he's just like, good thing, you know, you're not getting sacrificed because of your, you're still lingering on your religion. And works out, doesn't it? And just like, yeah, they still give him crap afterwards. I get one thing, maybe because they look at being sacrificed as a great honor. Maybe I could believe that. But like Ragnar's got to know this guy's a Christian by, you know, yeah, by nature, right? even though he's trying to accept these new gods and he does like. Ethelstan actually does convert, but he's like befriended him. Like they've in the previous episodes, they've really kind of grown a friendship. I love the first time Ragnar brings him to the farm. So when they get back from their first raid, Earl Haraldson, you know, takes like their horde. He like tries to take it all, but Ragnar's like, surely, like we built the ships. Like these were our own ships. These weren't yours. Yeah, we did this. Yeah, you got to give us a share. And he's like, oh, you can all take one thing. He's like, I want Ethelstan. Everyone laughs at him. Everyone laughs. Like, why do you want this slave? He's like, you want a slave? (laughs) Okay. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes him, and when they get home, like he tells his kids, like, you can touch him. <laughs> so they're like just touching him. They're like, look at his head. <laughs> Why do you do that? Oh, they're just laughing at yeah, him. They're just oh like, yeah. So it's, I love that that scene. But anyway, so he is a slave for them. He's like doing work for them, and then like he tells Ragnar he doesn't. He wants to be a free man. It seems like they're becoming friend and it's cool their relationship grows and right before they go to um that sacrifice that Uppsala, which we'll talk about in a second because that was a real place yeah he's like it's like kind of friendly like uh do you want to come with us yeah you, you and, feel like he's accepting him at the- and yeah and ethelstan's like of course i want to go with you ragnar and ragnar kind of jokingly says good i was going to take you anyway <laughs> so but it just felt like a loving kind of thing. Like, yeah. wow, man, they've become friends. Like, he mm-hmm. really likes, they really like each other. And then it's like this really weird episode, episode eight, where like um, everyone keeps looking at 
they make him eat mushrooms, Ethelstan, and yeah. they keep looking at him weird, like they all know something that he doesn't know. Yeah, that's that's what I feel like. This this episode, it set up a few things, or that episode, um, it set up a few other things we'll talk about. But to me, that one, it just really relied on imagery, drama, yeah. and and uh, sort of, I guess that betrayal mythology and all that. Yeah. Stuff. It was just it, there wasn't really anything driving the whole thing, you know. Yeah, I guess also trying to just show, yeah, the history too. Yeah. Because Uppsala was a place that um, people would make pilgr- pilgrimages to just, and they would have sacrifice, sacrifice ceremonies. Apparently, though, for the show, um, this episode is criticized for its historical inaccuracies, though. Um, Uppsala is apparently not a very mountainous place, like it's depicted in the show. And apparently the architecture for the palace that they have which does look pretty sweet in the show, I got to say. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's like a Saxon like style church or something. So oh, that was geez. a big historical critique of that episode. So, but I think they were just trying to show that this is what they, they would have done to go make pilgrimages. But apparently they did have a statue of Thor, Odin and Frey, which they do show in the show in that temple. The temple was destroyed a while ago probably back in 1793. <laughs> and, uh, um, but the temple was destroyed. Like you can look up pictures of the place now and it's like, looks like kind of a hilly field. So they were just trying to show that, that history of it. Um, also Ragnar is not in a good headspace when we get to that part of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is because Lagatha had just lost what they, they thought it was going to be a son. I don't know if they actually knew this was a real big problem for Ragnar because Sons are important for their culture. Sons are important. And they carry on your name, your yeah. legacy. And another thread that's supernatural in the show is the seer. Now, they, <laughs> they, they did have people who were seers back then, right? Mm-hmm. Who would try to prophesize things. But the seer in the show seems a little bit like He seems like supernatural. he's like a fantasy. Yeah. Like, from some sort of fantasy show, whether it's Game of Thrones or something. You know, he's, he's got this deformed face, but he somehow yeah. can see. He's somehow physically healthy enough that he's able to move around. And, and I like him. I like activities the activities of daily living, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's not super realistic, but I do like the dude. I think I, it's, I, uh, it, adds to the, it adds to the culture and the mythology yeah. of, of the show. And again, though, it, it's just like, is, is, he, is this supposed to be real or fiction, you know? Yeah, and he really likes his hand licked. <laughs> It's the grossest thing, especially in the age of COVID. I don't know what I think. <laughs> it's like the grossest thing, dude. That's like the last thing I would do now for advice. Like you don't have to pay him money, anything like that. He just wants you to lick the palm of his he hand. Just, he just wants licks. He just and licks. they and they always do like a zoom in on it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh. like does he wash his hands? Like he's always up in that hut all day. Does he have Germex? Like what's going on here? Like, I don't think so. It's just it's it's a tradition that the previous seer did that he just like kept going just to satisfy <laughs> them. But as soon as they leave, just pumps the hand sanitizer on. Oh, he hates it. Yeah. Oh, oh god. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. But oh, that was another part that we we loved of the show. It just helped it helped world build it and yeah, it was, it was funny. It was funny. and he was always right, pretty much. Like he always prophesized what was going to happen like and he said he didn't say lagatha was going to give him sons but he said ragnar was going to have a lot of sons yeah yeah. and so i think they assumed that lagatha was going to be the one to give sons so when she was pregnant they just said it was gonna be a boy they even tell the daughter that gita 
that it was going to be a boy because of the seer. And he always tells them enough. And then he's like, nah, I'm not telling you anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gods, <laughs> the gods tell me what I can say. They, they allow me to see what they want me to see. And that's, that's cool. And there really were people like that. And I think in Last Kingdom, they do it pretty cool how I think of Story and Uba, yeah. who is Raven. Ragnar's son. And Raven. It's like, yeah, they're seers, they, but they're also just super smart. And, like, and because people believe in what they say, I think they just kind of use it to their advantage and, and make things happen. Or they have picked up on patterns and have been able to predict things that way. Yeah, um, It's more of rational explanations. Yeah. Um, but in the in Vikings, it's more of like this guy just literally can see the future. Like, <laughs> but back so, in it, way back up. Then let's he after they raid Linda's farm, the the day the Vikings, not the Danes. Uh, they they go back. King Harold takes all their stuff except one thing for all of them. But then we see, you know, it does come in handy then for Ragnar because he ends up using this Christian's knowledge of England for their next raid. But before that, there's another just great scene where Ragnar Lagathar just going at it. So this would have been before the first raid, I think, because he, she really wanted to go. Yeah. Because I think he took her on the second raid. Yeah. He did take her on the second raid, but But on the first raid, like she really wanted to go. And he was like, nah, (laughs) like, like you need to take care of the kids and stuff. And, um, and she gets so mad at him, and they just have a normal argument. Where she beats the hell out of you with a shield. <laughs> she starts just throwing things at him. Yeah, she just like hits him with a shield, and they just start literally fighting. And Ragnar tries to turn that into making out. And like <laughs> he keeps trying to turn it into sex. He's like he's like laughing while she's like physically trying to abuse him. Like And she's not, hitting him hard too. She's trying to freaking kill him. I mean she's yeah, beating she's, the hell out of him. She's so mad that she's not taking her, you know? Yeah. It's supposed to be the quest of their lives, you know? It's going to be their their story. And uh, Bjorn, like, comes in, like, <laughs> as if they're children. What the heck, guys? He's like, what the hell are you guys doing? I love young Bjorn. Yeah. He's great. He's always, like, getting drunk and, like, like way too drunk and stuff. Yeah, once he gets his arm ring, he can just be drunk. And his yeah. parents are just like, ha, that that little eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah oh, oh man. man but apparently he's 12 i guess when he gets his arm ring oh okay I, yeah but yeah it's like That's still, better. it's better <laughs> i think the viking drinking age was 11 so uh <laughs> okay i'm glad he waited a year so they waited yeah <laughs> but before his second raid though he he gets a lot of from ethelstan about advice about learns a language too yeah and they're the day de- they're in saxon's days off sunday they have the day off and it'll be easy to kill on those days yeah like all the other vikings when they get there are like why don't we attack now and and he explains you know we wait till sunday he's like oh what day is it and he's like uh saturday he's like okay wait till tomorrow (laughs) and they're like but why and he's like no no you'll see We'll see see tomorrow. And then they do. They they go into this town and they're all in church. Good Christians. And it's just easy. Except this time, at first, Ragnar tells them, like, don't put up a fight. Don't put up a fight. We won't harm you if you don't put up a fight. But some guys just in in the back row, man, they they just turn around and just start swinging. They get cut down instantly. (laughs) Yep. 
And exactly. again, it was, it was funny before they walk in there and all the, the guys, all the people's swords and weapons and stuff are just outside. And like and Ragnar and the rest of the day, uh, I, I want to keep saying Danes, but they're, they're yeah, I want to say horsemen, yeah. I think. So they're referred to them. I read that they're not exactly positive, but if Ragnar Lothbrook exists, they think he would have been a Dane. Okay, so I might just read that Dane. earlier. Well, a lot in later in the show, but in this and later in the show, they they refer to it as Norway. So, yeah, I just think still back then, I think there was some ambiguity about what what it was. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So the Danes, they just think like, (laughs) like, look at this. This is ridiculous. All their weapons right here. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just again, it's just cake. It's just cake for them. And one of my one of my favorite Floki scenes is uh floki tasting the the holy water the communion water or not yeah uh, yeah the communion wine rather he's tasting that <laughs> yeah spits it out because he's surprised about what it is or never tasted that before and everyone, and everyone sh- freaks out like they shudder and, and he, and he like he's like it. oh <laughs> and so he's like putting on a show now <laughs> you see what they do <laughs> floki's pretty good in season one he's pretty entertaining floki before that even happened though when they first landed they were greeted though by king ayla's sheriffs i guess that's right oh my gosh yes 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 and ragnar there too is trying to not kill them all at first (laughs) even though like you can just see the tension of all of like his men just want to just shred these dudes apart ragnar's like we're traitors like, can we talk like with your king? Can you know all this? And Floki goes up and takes a guy's like rips off a guy's necklace, I guess. Yeah, it's cross. Yeah, and um, it's on, and the, and the <laughs> fight's on. So way to go, Floki. And um, and they do. They just freaking murder them all. <laughs> it's like so easy for them. Yeah. They, it just it's really cool seeing them they're just they're the badasses man they come into town you don't mess with them yeah uh, exactly but then and uh actually before this too we i keep rewinding but i just I remember there was, there was we'll one of my, all over the place it's fine that's fine it's <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes though is just what before and it this was actually one i guess kind of a bro moment i thought is before they go uh king haroldson sends Canute, earl, earl haroldson yeah or earl Earl Haroldson sends yeah. Canute to go with them. Yeah. And Canute, who didn't go the first time and, and told on them, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, he caused some other problems. He goes, he's sent with them, and he's thinking, <laughs> everything's going to be okay getting on the boat. And just everyone is just waiting there, giving him the, the dead eye. And Rolo just beats the hell out of him and says, you know, like, we're going to have, you're going to have to trust us, and we're going to have to trust you. And yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah. a great scene, just a, a great, great one. Cause he thought everything was going to be cool. And just, I just, I, that's one of the, the times, like, I love Rolo. I love him when he's, he's using his, his, uh, his force of nature strength to just, you know, put the right people in place. Yes. So that was fun. Yeah, exactly. Rolo, there's times you love him. There's times you hate him. And uh, this is definitely one of the times you, you like him. So they're, they they're raided that town, Northumbria again. Remember, this yeah. is Northumbria, and I think this is around this time we have met King Ayla for the first time. I like the guy who plays King Ayla. I think he's a he's a pretty cool guy. He's not super likable, but he's authoritative. Mm-hmm. He does not like that these heathens are in Northumbria. 
Yeah, so. and especially too after his his men that were down there got killed. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, we'll send some more. And at the the Danes, you know, they're leaving after raiding that church. That's a super easy, easy win for them there. This and is just, when we went nuts, dude. This is when we went nuts because guess what? What? Shield wall, baby. <laughs> shield so here, wall! It was a quick, though. It was a quick, like, shield wall. Like a quick one because, you know, it was like an instinctive one for Ragnar. Yeah. Because they were, they, they were getting ready to go, and Ragnar's like, shield wall, quick, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no time for a long, drawn-out, badass shield wall. Mm-hmm. And they get hit with an arrow in the chest, you know? This was, this was great after coming out of uh, The Last Kingdom. And Where we're shield like, walls emphasized. Yeah, when, when are we going to get it? it? When are we going to see it? And we, we hear it. They, they, their first one is a pretty good cover-up, I thought. They covered it's, up it's from decent. heroes. Mm-hmm. I, I'd give it a, I'd give it a 7 to 8 out of 10, maybe. Shield you know? wall? Sure. I mean, it protected them. Yeah, when I when I look at it again, it doesn't have as many holes as some of the other ones they had. Yes, yes. I thought yeah. that the first one where they blocked the arrows was pretty solid. It's pretty good. And and again though, you know, you see these they're clearly outnumbered, but they just roll up to the beach like they don't give a damn. You know, yep. there's all these guys. <laughs> and and after the arrow onslaught, the guys are just trying to attack them and they're just holding their ground. Oh, uh, so good. This is a great battle because you got things like in the shield wall, these guys are, they're up against it and like Ragnar will pull someone through and they'll like let him through and then they'll have like a guy with a bow and arrow shoot him while the, like the shield walls open or they'll have like Floki in the back and Legatha, they're the finishers. So like maybe they'll throw somebody over the wall and like they'll just get just slaughtered by them in the back. It's just really cool formation and um, very efficient very efficient that they got going and they're outnumbered i would say they're definitely outnumbered here on their way out yeah and they're not even phased they're just like they're just trying to get to their boat they just want to go home (laughs) oh man i I, I love that i loved how they did that they just they made them feel like they these are the bad boys you know you don't you don't mess with these people oh yeah they and they make fairly easy work of those guys i think maybe one or two of their people get injured or something Maybe, yeah. uh, but man, they, they wreck it, man. They, it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, that was a great battle. I think that's one of the battles that I really loved. One of the first battles I really loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the show. That um, really good I, that's why I love about, you know, the, the Viking shows we watch. I love seeing the Vikings roll into town and just make quick work of the Saxons, you know? And yeah, just, I don't know if I love when they just go and kill innocent priests. <laughs> I don't like I know. That. I know that's what really happened in history. But um, it's like it's hard to like, you know. <laughs> but when it's like a battle, you know, then it seems but, fair. But I kind of like how Ragnar, even when they slaughter the priest, he didn't order them to slaughter the priests. Mm-hmm. It, uh, he kind of him and Leaf kind of looked a little disappointed that everybody was just killing these men that weren't fighting back. Yeah, it seemed like they didn't see a lot of honor in it. Yeah, I don't think Eric uh, took part in that either. Eric too. Eric too. Yeah, big blonde dude. I don't think he did. Yeah, with a big beard. Yeah, oh, great beard. That was a great beard. He was cool, man. I liked him. Oh, man, me too. I wish man. he didn't die so soon. I know. And it's, it's, it's a shame. But they make it... Well, anyway, another thing that happens to Canute, the oh. guy who was sent from Haraldson, was raping a Saxon woman. <laughs> and then Lagatha comes in and says, no, don't, bad. And he's which, like, which... you too. And... and <laughs> 
she's not having that. She's not. She's like, I'm not having a me too. Like you're done for, bro, and just kills him. Um, so that's that... Lagatha. By the way, in episode one, we found out just how badass Lagatha was mm-hmm. when two guys like came into the home, and she like told the daughter to go, yeah, just go get the goats and stuff, and I will take care of them real quick. And she like, yeah, she handles them like swiftly. It's it's probably like the hotter you are back then, the better you <laughs> had to be at fighting. You know what I mean? Because like. <laughs> All the nasty dudes are going to want to come after you. Yeah. And she is awesome. I love Legatha. Oh, yeah. She's cool. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, she kills him pretty easily. So, when they leave and they head back home, it sets up some more drama. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and Ragnar's like, where's Canute? And she's like, I killed him. You tried to rape me. And he's like, did anybody else see it? (laughs) Great. So, basically, we're screwed now. (laughs) Earl Haraldson's man came. I guess his half-brother. Yeah. Apparently. And, yeah, and uh, that was and that was another thing. It just came out of nowhere. He's like at the at the next thing my half the next trial ahead. He's like, so that was my half brother. And everyone's like, <laughs> no one knew that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it was like, well, I wouldn't let it happen if I knew that. Oh, what this, I'm thinking like with Canute, it's say? like with Canute, it's like and Legatha comes in like uh and she's like, No, don't rape this woman. Canute's gotta be thinking like, we're Vikings. This is a raid. Dude, this is a raid. This is on the <laughs> checklist of things we have to do. <laughs> no. And and that apparently I just read in history like there's not a lot of accounts of like written down of them actually raping. I I mean they're they're pretty sure that happened, but they think it's just because like a lot of the people who documented this were priests and and monks and that they probably weren't the ones that they would want to rape and yeah. they also might have like not put it in because of maybe more religious reasons too. Yeah. It was probably too crass for them. So they'd probably want so. to censor that. But no, it was just kind of an interesting thing with Legatha there. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. We're in a raid next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. And then, and then the whole trial thing afterward. And I was kind of cool with, you know, Rolo, this character who we've seen some shadiness from, mm-hmm. Earl Haraldson, like, goes up to him and is like, hey, you know, my daughter is going to get married. I need to pick who she's going to marry and stuff. And, you know, I think you'd be pretty good. I need you to go ahead and condemn your brother. And, you know, we can make this work. And you think Rolo might do that because you've seen the jealousy. Yes. You've seen the jealousy kind of growing from Rolo. Mm-hmm. Yet, when it comes to it, and it seems like... um you know, Ragnar took the fall for Lagatha. He's like, I did it. I killed him. Mm-hmm. Later, Lagatha goes on and says that she did it and tells the truth. And then Rolo steps in and actually tells the truth, even though he wasn't really a witness. Mm-hmm. He like tells exactly what happened. <laughs> but it turns out he did it for Lagatha, though. And again, exactly. Like, Why didn't you do says. this for your brother? Like, come on, man. Did it for Lagatha. And that's and it's just Rolo. You know, you like you you love him when he's just killing Saxons and and sticking up for the crew. You know, and then something like that happens. Like, why are you, why are you being a, a douche? You know, but I imagine what that when they were kids, you know, Ragnar was always the one figuring things out quicker, yeah. and, and he's the one getting all the credit for like this raid. Yeah, and he's jealous, and that's one thing Earl Haraldson tried to bribe him with was like, you know, you'll become, you'll get like your name, you'll be somebody. Yeah, and he's that like, means Ragnar's, a lot to Rolo. Yeah, he's like Ragnar's always first among equals, though. Ragnar's, they're clearly not equals. <laughs> Ragnar's clearly in charge. <laughs> yeah, Rag, R- Rolo just doesn't have that curiosity in that. He has the ambition, but he doesn't have that curiosity and the willingness to 
you know, make some sacrifices to get his career going, you know, Rolo just, he takes the next immediate job, you know, (laughs) that then causes a big rift with Harold though. And Haroldson, Haroldson, sorry. Earl, not King, Earl, Earl Haroldson. (laughs) And so he sends some guys to kill them party in that night. Oh yeah. Just got embarrassed. And my favorite dude, Eric is out there taking a leak and he gets killed. And I'm just like, and, Not cool. Well, and how could they have slit his throat with that protective beard? Is what I, I know. Mean. That thing had to be thick as chainmail. I mean, come on, thicker than chainmail, man. Thicker. It's like knee thrill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the troll can pierce that. Not the best way to to go. Nah. For Eric, a guy who nah. was pretty awesome. I mean, that was it was in his house. I think that they met. I loved him. He was cool. Ragnar and the rest of them, not just with their fists try and yeah. make it out of there and they do most of them escape and stuff but now they know that some trouble is coming and uh you know we see yeah. like later ragnar's up on a hill and he's just sort of mentally preparing himself ethelson i think says like he's preparing for something yeah. and it's it's like the next episode ethelson's like you what have you been doing you made yourself very strong and it's like how did he make himself strong though from sitting up on the hill like <laughs> They, they should have at least showed like some montage of him just like doing push-ups and rocky montage some sword fighting against like a tree or something but he it was just... up a mountain and then does like the jumps yeah yeah <laughs> but he was just he was just sitting on the hill just looking out staring he's like yeah, you made yourself yeah. very strong and i'm like he probably did but like we ha- we didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> and it, it leads to awesome. like the best scene oh my god the best this might be my favorite scene of season one this is honestly one of my favorite scenes from the whole show. Like, the, I'm, I mean, you're already getting pumped because Earl Haroldson is suiting up. Yeah, throws a sword on. He's getting into the action, and he's like about to finish this business with Ragnar Lothbrok once and for all. So all of a sudden, Ragnar's home gets ambushed by Earl Haroldson and his men. Yeah, Ragnar's but, out hunting though, and he hears it. I think. Yeah, he or, hears, he's on his way back, and yeah, he hears some of the farm workers screaming because they're getting killed, and so he makes his way back. And he kind of sneaks in, sort of, yet so badass. He just like, like runs down and just uses running shot, like kills a dude running with a bow and arrow, which has <sighs> got to be hard to do. Yeah. It just looks so sleek, too. Like Travis Fimmel, like looks so sleek. I love Travis Fimmel. He looks so athletic here. There's, there's sometimes you see actors and they do something and it's, and you're like, that looks so bad. You know, yeah. they're trying to have him do like, or it's so obvious, like a stunt double that they shoot from behind. Yeah. So they like him moving. It was so athletic through the woods on the oh, sprinting with a bone arrow, oh gets an ax, ax throw, like pans, pans back. And then he just has an awesome fight and it's not perfect. He gets slashed in the leg. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's so, it, like he cuts down. What's it like? four to five guys but he he uses yeah. an axe throw then when once he goes into fighting head on he gets injured yeah you know? but he keeps and, pushing forward and, it, and you think he finally got to his house and right as he's going through the doorway he gets an arrow like through the shoulder dude like right here oh oh Sven. oh Sven. 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 yeah i guess Sven? Sven. he shot him Sven. that guy and he just, i think it's called i think it's pronounced Sven. and he's just like yeah he walks away. He does the I think old, he's uh, walking to go get closer, but yeah, I think he's like going to get people, but yeah. He does the old green knight, you know, the old shoot once and walk away, but he actually he actually had a oh, shot. Yeah. He had a shot later. He hit he hit it, yeah. 
But I think the big thing, he was going to tell Earl Terrelson where he was. He's in the house. And they come up, and Ragnar's in the house with Ethelstan, his kids, and Legatha, and he, like, sneaks him a back door that, like, goes, or a secret door that goes, yeah, like, like a, to through the floor. To a boat. Yeah. yeah. And they're able to, like, escape and run and get in the boat, and it's pretty cool. Ethelstan helps, like, push the boat out, and they, like, all lay down in the boat. Meanwhile, they call Ragnar out, and he walks out. Like, he's got an arrow through the shoulder. He's been slashing the leg. He is not looking good. And he gets on his knees to Earl, Her- Earl Haraldson. Earl Haraldson's about to, you know, they're kind of talking, do him in. And Ragnar, like, says something. What does he say? Like, to Odin? Like, yeah, he prays for Odin for, the, for, for Odin. the strength to do something. And he's yeah. like, Father. And he, he says it, though, because he says he's a, the son of Odin. Everyone says, you know, all father when they're, when they're talking about mm-hmm. Odin. But he said it like dad. And everyone just kind of like, mm-hmm, this guy's stupid. Yeah. And, and he just takes off then and just knocks the guy off the horse and just giddies up away. Dude, it was, it was, it was awesome. That's a good scene. And then he jumps off that hill, though, that he was like meditating or whatever on. And then the, they get him onto the boat. Like he doesn't jump off; he like falls off because he's like <laughs> passing out, like loss of blood. And yeah, and Ethelstan jumps in to save him. I thought it was kind of a cool thing that Ethelstan did. It. Again, Ethelstan coming in clutch here. He's I the love man. Him. He's the man. And then they they go to Floki's to, to like hide. Yeah, because Floki lives like kind of in the wilderness, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he's um, out away from everyone. Yeah, and it's and this is you know they start patching him up and. And you see Haraldson's trying to figure out where Ragnar is. He ends up torturing Rolo. Um, you don't see it, but he like takes a knife to his face. He had, oh, yeah. Rolo just ends up like with some scars. Some I thought scars. like he was like cutting. I thought they were gonna joker him. Yeah, I thought they were gonna joker him. And you just see gonna... blood pouring off the table. That's that's one thing with this show. It it doesn't know sometimes. I well, I know. I it wants to be like an HBO or like a Netflix level. You know, like the, sex and gore, yeah. Sex and the gore. Uh, but it's but History Channel. It's History Channel. You can't do that stuff. You got, so. you got, you got to back off a little bit. But it is, yeah. it is still a very gory show. I think it gets gory later on in the seasons, though, too. Mm-hmm. And then they, they try so hard with the sex too to, to, to get around their limitations. Dude. This, this season isn't as noticeable. I was paying attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But later on the seasons, they just. They just have like their pants on and they're they're doing it. Like they just slide it down just enough. <laughs> just enough. Yeah, we always used to joke about that. <laughs> but um we're yeah, so we gotta back it up because there's two things I just thought of that we need to talk about. Okay. The first is before they go on their first they sail off on the first one, they have a little ritual before they go. Oh my god, how do we not talk about this? With a bowl of water. <laughs> and Floki's the first. He's the shipbuilder, right? So he gets he gets the water, like rubs it on his face, and then he just like throws two snot, snot rockets into it, <laughs> and then it goes to Ragnar. Oh, Floki does one of these too. <laughs> like, for some, <laughs> Floki does all kinds of weird things, and it's great. And uh, Ragnar's next, right after Floki just throws two snot rockets into it, and Ragnar's just like, uh, ah, ah, <laughs> yeah, get some of this in my mouth. Uh. Swish this around my mouth a little bit, spit it out back into the bucket just for the next guy. How would you like to be the last guy to get it? I was, I was just gonna say, <laughs> what is that? Would you rather be like? like the second guy? And you like, oh, I'd way rather be the second guy or the last, the last guy. guy. Okay, way rather be the second guy because then it's just a chance of just a couple boogers. 
versus well, like at least the, the other thirty guys you know for sure. Like, where, like you can probably at least see where the boogers are and stuff. Like, you're the second guy. You probably can't really see. Well, you're the last guy, dude. There's not one bit of that water that hasn't been in someone's mouth, or their boogers aren't haven't contaminated it. All right. <laughs> They're just like swishing. Oh my god! Ah, I remember we, we would do this before thing. every exam. We would for do every exam <laughs> in our in our apartment. <laughs> I would we get a bowl and I was I was watching though. I was trying to see. I was like, oh, they they have to cut right and they and they but they Gustav Garsgard he blows Skarsgård, into it yeah. and does all that stuff and they take the bowl and they have after he did all that nasty in it and they take it over to Travis Fimmel Ragnar and there's no cut and I'm just like what there's no cut. But, but then they cut like as soon as oh. he picks it up, and I was just like, "Is he gonna reach into it right right now?" Because like it was still going. I was like, I was trying to pay attention. I'm like, how did they do this? But it does cut, and it's like so they they obviously they just went splash fill up, but like <laughs> some dude just like brushes his teeth, <laughs> spits back into the bucket. Ah, I like to have a fresh breath when I go out on a raid. Oh yeah, just now I'm clean. Now I'm clean after I got all the boogers on me. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. That's <laughs> like the first thing he like wipes his face in. And and the other thing is is when they come back with Ethelstan like the first time when uh, Lagatha and Ragnar, you know, reunited and, and feels so good. Yeah, they start shagging. They do the horizontal start. tango. Yeah, and and Ethelstan's just trying to read the Bible. <laughs> He's just trying to figure out what's going on with his life right now and. Ragnar and Lagatha literally just come over and like, hey, come on, come join us. And Lagatha is looking good. And she just shows like a little bit of leg. She's like, oh, look at this leg. Like this leg. And Ragnar, yeah. Ragnar just comes over and he's like, look at it. Don't you want to? <laughs> and you could tell Ethelstan does. Like the human in him does. But he is like a devout Christian at this point. Yeah. And, you know, it would be a sin. You bad. And, so he doesn't. And they're just like, <laughs> okay, weirdo. <laughs> you weirdo. So that, that brings us back then to after Ragnar, he's got patched or he's getting patched up at Floki's. Uh, what's his name? The, the other blonde guy. Uh, nah, 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 nah. Torsten. Torsten? Torsten, that's it. Torsten. He comes and he tells him. Torsten tells him the news that Rolo's getting tortured. And then he looks at Helga, Floki's woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Floki's like, don't. Don't look at my woman. She's married. But then, like five minutes later, he's like, "Hey, come on, Torsten, come here, come here. Like you're gonna want to be here." And then there's Helga laying in bed, like, "Come here, Torsten." Mm. And then they do the horizontal tango while like Ragnar's just like laying there, like yeah. trying trying to heal his his shoulder and leg. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like that brings us all back to Haroldson tricking his his number two guy. <laughs> into with his wife i mean their, their whole community is shagging all the time they, they shag the slaves they shag each other's wives they 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 yeah. are very promiscuous and then yeah. why would this guy not think he couldn't get away with it you know why? oh my god why it's crazy dude it's crazy yeah it's funny too when like torsten's like looking at her helga's just really giving him those eyes mm. by the way helga looks to me looks too much like torvi who comes in later on like the actresses to be just like look very similar yeah. and especially with their makeup on and stuff like i don't know so yeah this this really makes ragnar want to go and avenge his brother there's 
there's a lot of tension between them now. It's know? just like the time has come, you know. Yeah. So he tell he sends Floki. I think it's the end of the episode. He tells Floki to go and tell Earl Harrelson, like I challenge him to a combat, and if he, you know, the shame will be brought upon him if he denies. Mm-hmm. So Floki goes, and Floki tells him this, and like everyone laughs at Floki. I think. Yeah. And Floki laughs too. <laughs> I love Floki in the, in the first season. And at first, he says, "You know, no, I won't. I'm not. I won't do this." The king, or not king, Earl Haroldson oh. <laughs> says, "No." He's like, "He's yeah. just a criminal. Why would I? Why would I accept that? He, he's not an equal." Yeah. But then, like later on, he changes his mind because he knows that, like, he would be a coward. Exactly. And he, and he wouldn't get that Valhalla treatment. You know, he want that Valhalla yeah. treatment. Finally, these two guys meeting mm-hmm. up, and. They don't say they make the square, but it's but kind they of make square. the square. They make, they make the, square. the square. But they had also been hinting about Earl Haroldson too, a little bit about his past, and so they kind of been throwing these in about how his sons were murdered and disgraced, like they were killed, their heads were chopped off and put in their. So butts. they're like sniffing their butts. That's the ultimate disgrace, you know. Ugh. And so Earl Haroldson wasn't happy about that. But I think that kind of built into who his character became, this kind of evil dude. Yeah. And they, just, they um, never really hit on that, though. They, they, they explain it, but they never, you know, he says, if I ever get the guys who did that, you know, I, I kill them. Yeah. But you, you never figure out who that is. And that's yeah. another thing, too, that the show does a lot. It has these plot points that it just, it feels like it sets up and abandons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It completely abandons. It does happen. Uh, you know, later on in the seasons, we'll talk about that, but. Uh, yeah to me it was cool and like you said it felt like it went into his character but it was never really hit on and it really never was to me it made him think he was this broken dude so obviously he became earl somehow yeah and the night before the battle he talks about how he actually has the utmost respect for ragnar Mm -hmm. to siggy to Siggy. siggy's like you need to come inside get your rest you know you don't want to fight you know all tired and stuff and yeah so he tells her all this stuff about how he Ragnar is like who he used to be. Yeah. So it kind of gives us a different look at who Earl Haroldson might have been 20 years before. Like who was he? Yeah. Was he the leader of his men? Who was he well respected by everyone and a good a good man back then? And then yeah. I, I do see the the death of his sons and the way they were killed as something that really broke his spirit. You yeah. Know? And um he might have been a guy at the time who was like doing things like he he's always trying to play it safe. Yeah, I think he's scared of losing his power, but perhaps he was a guy when he was younger who was like Ragnar, who was ambitious and wanted to do new things, but he changed. Yeah. Um, so I, that gives a kind of an interesting look at who he was, and I like how when they fight, it's a pretty good fight, one-on-one battle. Yeah, and let's just... I think the most... One of the most Odin-worthy moments from this season, or Thor-worthy, or Viking, you know, to me, when... Haroldson gets his first shield. They both have shields. You get two. That's yeah. the rules. They tell them, all right, you know the rules, everyone. You get two shields. You break the first one. You get a second one. And that's it. Errol Haroldson immediately throws out the first shield, meaning I'm only fighting with one shield this whole fight. And I was just like, that's pretty badass. That's a super badass. That's a, that's a Valhalla worthy moment right there for you. Yeah. And Ragnar is like, <laughs> you're dumb i'm gonna keep both my shields no he also gives off his shield as you know 
Yeah, but he follows Level after playing him. fields. He pl- yeah. follows after so him. Harrelson said it first, you know, which I, I took. I was like, there's some, some respect for that. You gave okay. some respect for that. Okay, cool. And he actually fights decently. You can, like, see, like, he's old, but he probably was a, quite the warrior, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Ragnar kills him. Kills him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just really like this death because we kind of, when he dies, you kind of look at him a little bit differently because he's actually happy. He's going to his son's. There's like, you can see on his face a kind of a different expression than we've seen the entire show where he's actually excited in a way to go and be with his sons, to feast with his sons. And uh, Ragnar like finishes the job by cutting his wrist. I thought he was going to give him um, his weapon. Yeah. That's something doesn't. from the last kingdom that we, we get to see is, you know, they, they hand him the weapon before they die or they yeah, the axe or the sword it to make sure they get in Valhalla. Yeah. They don't they don't really do that here. I guess if you just die in an honorable way, at least yeah. in the Vikings world of the show, Vikings, you you're good for Valhalla. And Sven But I guess that was an like, offer of mirth, mercy apparently to to cut his wrist. Oh yeah. Too. I guess so. I would rather um, get and it apparently heart, that man. yeah, and apparently that allows him to go to Valhalla. Oh yeah. So I guess that's a different way. Huh. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, Sven's what like, happens kill next? him. This is great. And Thrello just takes an axe and it's just like thud. <laughs> he just like walks up to him casually, just like slams it into his chest. And then Haroldson's daughter too is like, I guess we can kill whoever we want now and kills the new Kills her husband. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her new husband. She, who's like so this she had disgusting been... pickle eating dude. She's been yeah. very <laughs> Yeah, so because Rolo had kind of you know, sided with Ragnar instead of being able to marry the Earl's daughter. He had chosen this really bad smelling old Old fat guy who's missing teeth. And like, there's a young, beautiful daughter, like didn't want to marry him and stuff, but he had land and things to offer Catacat and stuff. So she just takes a chance. She's like, I guess we can kill whoever we want now. Whack. (laughs) Yeah. There was just like a few minutes where like they had rules before, like with murder and stuff where, you know, just, just a couple minutes after the, the combat, anything goes. Purge! <laughs> Next 10 minutes is purge! <laughs> they just purged a couple people. We, there's probably people in the back, too, that was just like, and you stole my one watch! Whack! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Siggy's the one. First says. First says. Earl Ragnar. Earl Ragnar. Yeah. Which is interesting. And then when they, they go do the bear, his... Um, funeral service with the pyre and, and sending him off um which is how i want to go by the way that's how i want to go too i'm gonna to write that in a will and i know my family <laughs> is gonna fight it i know they're gonna fight it but that's what i want <laughs> that's what i want to don't it, you don't have to pay for an expensive yeah. casket or anything literally just get a nah, boat put me on there people. put my sword on there if i have a sword. sacrifice one of one of the slaves put my podcast my my microphone on me <laughs> <laughs> in your yeah <laughs> and i'll like uh i'll get a bone arrow on fire and i'm taking you out when you're 60 years old i know i, know. I promised you that even if you change your mind i promised you it's the only way i can get into valhalla i, I promised you that yeah if you're still kicking 60 i hope not Come you on. asked me you asked me to do it and this yeah. is going to be permanent record all right yeah so <laughs> they do the they do the interesting thread with a slave girl who 
offered herself to accompany the Earl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like super drunk and like, she's just stuff. getting chocolatey wasted, yeah. you know, just they like show Ethelstan and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's really cool. This is one reason too. I think Ethelstan is a good part of the show is because they allow them to explain their culture to someone like us who probably doesn't know what they're doing and, exactly. and, looks, and looks at it from our today's morals. And we go, why are you doing that? And they go to him. Well, yeah. They're doing this, you know, this is an honorable thing she wants to do. She wants to honor him. You know, she does a whole house of guys, you know, because yeah, exactly. all those guys want to say hi to King Haroldson. For say honor. hi to him for me. Yeah. <laughs> Send him just, my love. <laughs> that's just honor. <laughs> but like, it is, it is cool, you know, for him. It, it lets us get that without it feeling forced. Um, exactly. But then there's this, there's this huge woman, you know, and it, again, I can't tell yeah. when I watch it. I'm like, is this a, a girl from town dressed as this yeah. figure that resembles Thor, who's like participating in the ritual? Sort of like one of Santa's helpers or something. Yeah, Santa's helpers. It's not the real Thor. It's, it's one of the Santa's helpers. Or, well, the angel of death. Yeah, it's the, the angel, angel of death. death. Yeah. Or is it the angel of death? Is it the actual angel of death there? You know what I mean? Like, that, I couldn't tell. I can't tell because... Like after you watch like the rest of the show, like like I said, Odin is a character yeah. that, that appears at one point. Uh, so it's like, who is, is this real person? Because I don't know if we see her again. I don't think we do. I don't remember and, seeing her again. And uh, but it was cool, and it was it was a really cool funeral. And it was Siggy really cool to light the and, fire. But Ragnar was like, Floki. Nope. Floki does one of these uh, <laughs> jumps. <laughs> Because this is all like up his alley. Like he loves this stuff. It's like again, like later on in the sacrifice episode when they find that Ethelstan is still has Christianity in his heart and would just you know upset the gods if he was sacrificed. You guys need to pick one of you, or they're going to be really angry. Needs to you know you need to volunteer to be sacrificed. And Folk is sitting there like, well, this is kind of my shit. So uh, <laughs> starts to get up and like and like um, Helga like it's like no, not you. <laughs> but Falk is just like this is me this is like what I like <laughs> sounds like the thing I do this is my thing <laughs> yeah but so he loves all that Ooh. the god stuff and it's really it's it's a cool and it's really really respectful on Ragnar's end now he's to, to do that to one thing him. I thought was funny was that Siggy asked to light the pyre and he was like no that was kind of a dick move by Ragnar yeah and that's again. Sometimes he'll do things like that, and you're like, "But why?" You yeah. know, like she never really did anything to wrong him, and you know, she tried to warn Rolo to get out of town, and yeah, she was the one who first said, "All hail Earl Ragnar," you know. Yeah. Um, but again, and her, it might her and Rolo just, have a thing too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might just be part of their culture, though, because they do later on say, you know, uh, I think Bjorn's like asking, like. You know, he tried to kill my father. You know, why Why are we honoring her? You know, we should throw her out of town. That's the way, that's the way it's done, yeah. you know. Um, then after that, it's, you know, Lagatha has a miscarriage and they, well, that's when they are well, back on another raid. And didn't they go? Seven. Yeah, yeah. So she hadn't had the miscarriage yet, right? Yeah, not yet. You're right. It's when they're on a raid. But so anyway, after this, Ragnar, he gets the all clear to do whatever he wants because he's in charge. So he goes back to raiding, and this time he takes more guys. And, and well, they actually don't raid at first. They actually meet 
Kang Aelar. And, yeah, and I love this episode. I oh, love yeah. this. is probably my favorite episode from the whole season. I mean, I love the Ragnar fight, uh, you know, for his house and then versus the Earl. But this one to me, start to finish, well, like had like all the things that I want from a show with Vikings and Saxons yeah. in it. We have them coming into the hall and just behaving like a bunch of belligerent idiots. Yeah. And and then so I mean first raiding. what happens is like they establish themselves and they like they go and they attack the Saxon camp who is King Ayla's brother Ethelwolf is there. And they attack the camp at night while they're sleeping and it's just like a nice little fun little attack on these on these guys unexpected and and Ethelwolf is like praying for, the, for like the strength to go and battle them and as he's like leaving Floki cuts his tent and it collapses on him. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and Floki's just like, it just shows Floki going, whoo! And like, <laughs> it was, that was so hilarious. I mean, this guy, you know, who, when they first showed him too, King Ayla, he's like, you know, my brother's going to come in. And he's like telling the other guys, the brother, he's like, this is how we're going to mess him up. This is what we need to do. Like, and I'm like, this guy, even when I was rewatching like, it, I was like, this guy's, this guy's yeah. going to get it done. But then, yeah, the actor seems super authoritative. He had a, like a, cool accent and then they're like they're talking king ale and him are talking and they're just like bro bro <laughs> and they just like clap up and they just go and they yeah but then like they're all asleep and the danes just come in and just like <laughs> like setting fire to things they're not waking it they're not even like killing people yet they're just like they're just getting ready for the chaos they're just yeah. going i love that and then yeah you know he... so they take him captive yeah they take him captive and then they're also they're making camp they take him captive and then they go and he wants to talk to king ayla mm-hmm. so i love how like he just has him captive and he's got his arm around him like <laughs> and they're just talking to him yeah uh, and travis fimble how he plays the comedic side isn't too oh over the top god and it's it's not too underdone where it's not funny it's this funny humorous like lethal thing that he does you know exactly he's a great, he's a great dame He's a great Dane. And one of the best things he does is when he goes and encounters the enemy and they ask him a bunch of questions and he doesn't say anything and he just stares at him. And the enemy is just like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. The first and, time he meets some of Ayla's men, he just, they come up and they're like, Oh, what do you, what do you want? They're like, Oh, we can do this or whatever. And, he has, you know, the brother there and he's just... Yeah, they rode up to the gates. Rides away. <laughs> and they just ride away. <laughs> they don't say anything. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Eventually, then, though, when they do eventually, like, come into parlay, uh, it's, yeah. it's hilarious, all the, the Danes at the table. I love, too, they've, they've showed language throughout the season, too. But yeah. I, really, I really like how they showed it here. It's so organic how they show that they're... They're two, they're two different people, the Danes and the, the Saxons are speaking different languages. They you know? can't understand each other except yeah. like Ragnar mm-hmm. has... They'll, they'll cut to the, the Saxons. They'll be speaking the old English that we, yeah. even we can't understand. And then they'll cut to the, the Danes and they'll be speaking their own language. Even yeah. though, and then, but then like Ragnar will speak in English and then like it, it cuts back and forth in such a way that it feels natural and you're never lost as to like why they can't understand each other and who yeah. is speaking what language 
Well you know, said. I think, yeah, I think they do that really well. And I don't think that's an easy thing to do. No. Because you could get very confused very quickly. Like, wait a minute, they were just speaking, you know, in their Danish tongue or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. or Scandinavian language, and now they're speaking English. Yeah, super well done. I think it gives the, the viewer a lot of credit to kind of figure that, that out. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they, they do they, a really good job. Yeah, they, they trust your intelligence to be able to figure out what's going on. They do a really good job of that. They, they meet the first time, and when they go into the town, they finally head into the town. Ragnar has, like, the coolest way to get off of a horse. Did you see this? No, I don't remember. What do you do? I think it's in this one. Just the way he just, like, turns and just, like, kind of just slides off <laughs> like a slide. Did you yeah. see that? No, I remember what you said. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's just so cool. But he's just, like, staring everybody down, all the townspeople. God, he looks so cool. Oh, yeah. And and like all the Danes feel like they're like several inches taller than all the other people around them too. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. They just, and just everyone's just looking at them like they're bad men. And just like, this is, this is way they're, of, they're of the devil. Like, it's cool. It's cool. They, they go in and they're eating dinner and they're just acting belligerent. You know, like they're all trying to pray and the, the, the Danes are just digging in with their hands and, <laughs> and laughing and just making fun of the music over their heads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making fun of music and stuff like what is this <laughs> and they're all laughing and it's just it's cool man i mean i like that because that's i like how they show like how weird the other culture is to each of them mm -hmm. so yeah then they're they're going through their terms and and ragnar says the price is two thousand um pounds pounds <laughs> um <laughs> two thousand pounds of silver and gold silver. yeah silver and gold we can only pay that if one of you gets baptized. Yep. And they have to translate what it means. And, mm -hmm. and Rilla's like, I'll, I'll do it. That sounds funny to me. I'll do that stuff. <laughs> so then yeah. they go to him getting baptized and just like, like, I love that scene. Like he just like no idea what this priest is doing to him. Like it's like reaching for his forehead and he's just like leaning back. And then the, the priest like pushes him under the water and he comes up like as if he was attacked. <laughs> And Ragnar's like doing his best. I see, I can see like to honor the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Like he even gets on a knee. He's even like trying to like source like what behavior source, you know, like what the yeah. others are doing. It's kind of cool because it shows his curiosity again. It shows that he's open-minded to open-minded to learning these new things and participating in it. Yeah. But even then it, none of them believe in it. Yeah. And that's what creates the interesting thread is Floki has a huge problem with Rolo even doing it because Floki sees it as like, even if you didn't believe it, you're going to anger the gods by even participating in their ceremony. Yeah. And he's very religious Floki. He's so religious. He's so hardcore with the gods. And so Rolo is just like, dude, I don't really believe in that. They just put me in water. It's a joke, dude. <laughs> like, dude, relax. But Floki, Floki's kind of crazy. And this is kind yeah. of the first hints of Floki being kind of, kind of a douchebag yeah sometimes. really annoying about the religion kind of stuff annoying. like like he's like dude i did it so we could all get two thousand pounds of gold and silver and we won like that's we got what we wanted and then we get an awesome scene oh so the saxons come down and they bring like a like a cart yeah. of stuff and then they run away ragnar kind of is suspicious of this he sends a few guys out not himself and not his best men Mm -hmm. to investigate and as they're investigating the cart that's when the charge of saxons comes 
to attack because King Ayla does not intend on giving them their, their 2,000 pounds of gold and silver. Uh-uh. They're charging, and Ragnar's just standing there waiting. And at like the last moment, he does this. He like pull it up, and they pull up the spiked gate. And what it does is it causes some of them to like stop their horses so fast that they go tumbling over and land on the spikes and die. And like other, otherwise it causes everybody else to like panic and like get scattered. Yeah. And some of the and horses in that, get hit by it too. Some and horses get hit by it. And so probably only killed a few people. Yeah. But it caused the rest of them kind of to be chaotic and scattered. And in that moment they drop the gate and they take advantage of that chaos. And and so now you don't have this like formation coming at you. Now you just have all these like Saxons going every which way that they can just kind of go and charge. Yeah. And they do. That's great. It's a great battle too. Uh, other scenes from it and Rolo too. I mean, before this too, before the, as soon as the guys started charging down the hill, the Saxons, uh, I think there was just some tension between Floki and Rolo and you just see like all the men just grabbing their stuff in slow-mo. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And, and then Toastig too. The old man, when back when Ragnar yeah. first became Earl, it was a great like scene. You know, again bringing up like their warrior culture. This old man who had never died in battle, all his friends are dead. They either died in battle or died some other honorable death. He wants to get to Valhalla, so he basically went on this mission with the intention of I'm okay with dying. But he's in this battle and he's doing super well, you know. And like <laughs> he already made it out of another battle. Like this guy's fine. Eventually, he does get killed, though. Does he get killed in this one? Yeah. In this he, battle? Yeah, he gets killed here by... Oh, which battle was it he didn't get killed and he was upset about it? The, after the they one, captured... Yeah. The brother, yeah. The, the one <laughs> they the, captured at him. night. <laughs> That's a hilarious moment because he's just like... Ragnar goes up to him and he's just looking sad and he's like, I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't die in battle. <laughs> I'm too good. <laughs> Ragnar's like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Like... And he's doing, he does well in this battle too. The guy gets him from behind. Like he, yeah. he, he no one beat him from the front. And Ragnar goes to him, you know, yeah. like this is what the guy wanted. It's not a big important thing to the storyline, but it just yeah. shows it kind of emphasizes like their belief in dying in battle, like how yeah. honorable that was. And it's really good just for the culture and the, the so mythology again, of their, their their way of life. If you if you die in Norse mythology, if you die an honorable death, for example, in battle, in combat. You get to go and feast in Valhalla, which is a hall in Asgard where you, you get to you feast during and, the and day. you get to fight during the day. And then at night you get to go feast and hump and it's just great. And, um, and that's like the desire for all of them. And if you do, if you die in a non-honorable death, you go to Niflheim, um, Niflheim where hell reigns. Yeah. And, um, and it's cold and it's not fun. Not a fun place. It sounds mm-hmm. like. Don't want to so, go there. So that's what this guy was afraid of too. He was yeah, afraid of dying and not honorable Dying as death. an old man. Like yeah. there's no honor in that. You have to die in battle or die some other honorable death. Yeah. So that was, so, it was cool that he got thread. to do that and get to see like why it was important to them. And I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. And so, again, the Danes wreck these people. Oh uh, my God. Rolo is just like going all out. He's just like trying to make a point to, to Floki. Floki. Like, I got more Christians than you did. Like, do you still believe that the gods are angry with me? And yeah. sort of thing. And I, and and I was Floki like, does a little like, yeah, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I was like, all right, Floki, you see, you're being a dummy. You're being a dummy yeah. about this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he just took one for the team for you guys. So like, Floki, you didn't have to get baptized yourself. Like, I know. 
don't know. And so because the Saxons though they didn't have the gold, they betrayed the Danes. They end up cutting off the brother's head and sending it back to the king. And you just the next thing you just see them leaving on boats with loaded up with treasure, just like <laughs> yeah, he like waves at him. And Ayla says, you know, I'm, you know, he pretty much vows to kill Ragnar Lothbrook. Yeah, as he's sailing away, because he was just humiliated by him. Yeah, and uh, and he and Ragnar doesn't die this season, but I guess we had found somewhere that originally that they had planned on Ayla killing Ragnar in the first season, but because of how popular. Travis Fimmel was and Ragnar the character was with the fan base and how recognizable he was with the brand of the show. They just decided to keep him on because of that. And I'm, I'm so glad they did. I'm so glad. I wish they didn't get, well, just never mind. Yeah. But I'm glad they set up that thread though. Cause it puts yeah. in this more, uh, you know, tension between the two characters and, Ugh, and, and it's, it is cool. It's awesome. It's awesome. And that's so easily my favorite episode from the season. Easy. Vikings are three and Oh, <laughs> uh, on the season <laughs> Vikings are 3 and 0 and they head back and um yeah this is really like awesome. you found out she had a miscarriage yeah and so she had a miscarriage during that time and um then they go the whole sacrifice episode and the happens. sacrifice episode yeah yeah yep and that was not me, my favorite yeah i it was cool for like the culture and i think that's yeah, one thing yeah, that yeah. they were trying to do it was just show the sacrifice end of their religion. Cause I, I think it's easy for us in our, our morals and values today to, to like think, Oh, the Vikings, this is what they looked like. And they were cool, sexy, ax wielding blonde people. But they also did just a bunch of barbaric, crazy things back then, you know? So yeah. I, I thought it was kind of cool on that end to see that, but it, it also, to me, it just, the whole episode just kind of dragged on. I, I guess I didn't like the Ethelstan stuff. And, and I didn't uh, like the Ethelstan at all. And I didn't like how leaf, had to die because he was awesome he was like one of the best bros i feel like he was an yeah. awesome bro yeah he was. he was a great warrior great fighter yeah it was kind of disappointing that he chose to go i know it was like an emotional thing and he was doing an honorable thing in his head yeah but it's just like then they're all mad at ethelstan for like oh this is your fault that yeah. he has to die because ragnar was like i guess you're lucky aren't you huh and i like, know that kind of he was like trying to make it seem like ethelstan was being the jerk but like i was like you're the jerk because you didn't tell him any of this like at the very least if you think this is a great honor and should be done the people do it do it knowingly then you should have told him at least on your end if you think you're right exactly so exactly so even like just leading up to this episode i thought ragnar was like i mean he was approaching utrid status i felt he was getting how cool of a protagonist we had i mean he was so awesome, and I still love him. I always mm-hmm. will. But these were the first two, like the last two episodes of season one kind of made me, there's just a couple things that happened that made me not like him a little bit. Yeah. And that's right. the first one was like kind of doing that to Ethelstan and um, not telling him and then being mad at him when like, yeah, Ethelstan... it, it was not just the not telling him. It was the being mad at him then too. Yeah. For not wanting to die. And it was like, after not telling him, that's yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's another thing too. I feel like with the show, they just, sometimes they'll have characters you like just do mean things for like no reason, just to yeah. have some, something happen, I guess. And but, but Ragnar was starting to go a little crazy when he found out Lego had a miscarriage. Yeah. That really affected him. You could tell. 
But he did have a good bond with Estan, though, too, is the thing. But he like, did. He did. But I would he say being if they mean had a bro Legatha, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it, it still just felt kind of strange. And I didn't like it. Yeah. What were you going to say about bro moment? And I'd say that they basically had a bro moment, him and Ethelstan, back when they were back when they were talking about like their religion and am I a slave? I and, think they have several. Yeah. Even going in the later seasons. Yeah. After that, then last episode of the season, I'd say is a little anticlimactic, but they definitely well, set it's up weird. for a lot of stuff. It's a weird last episode because yeah. it seems like season two, episode one should be the season finale of season one. Yeah. Me? But they pretty much just set up a new plot at the end of uh, season one. And we meet King Horik too um, in the sacrifice episode. Yeah. So let's talk about King Horik for a little bit. Okay. He's another real character. He's portrayed by the guy from Grounded for Life, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Like, he does a good, I think he does a good job for the most part. I think he does a good job. It's just he's so recognizable. And like I recognize him from the Patriot as the guy right, who right, right. didn't like the African American fighter from yeah. that was in their their ragtag uh group under Mel Gibson's group. And yeah. so like every time I see him, he he's not this character in everything he is, but I always picture him as like a hillbilly who who was very racist. And like now he's this Danish king or this Norse yeah, Nor- Norse king or something. Yeah. And it's just it, it just that's what i see him every time like for whatever reason i was like i see him as that i'm like that's who you are <laughs> like, yeah you're not king hork you're that guy yeah exactly so it's so interesting to see him in that role i do think he does a good job though overall yeah and but you're right is he i can't not see him as the other characters he's played so i love his entrance though he comes in he doesn't look like he's anybody and he just like throws a chicken when all these priests or whatever they were yeah the- um at Uppsala were sleeping and they all freak out and they start hitting him and stuff. And he's just like taking it and like, like, Hey, this is your King. <laughs> Some guy comes in like, Hey, this is your King. Stop. So he's like very playful. He's like a playful guy and mischievous and stuff. And, and he like takes a, he's heard of Ragnar. He takes a liking to him and he gets Ragnar on his side. Like they kind of have meetings and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and he tells him about, uh, Earl. Y'all, 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 y'all Borg. Y'all Borg. And how he's, they're yeah. having some land disputes and how land he wants disputes. him to help him settle it out. So that kind of happens oh. here in the last episode. Yeah. Ragnar goes to him. Yarborg, Borg, pretty cool character. I like Yarl, the guy who plays Yarl Borg. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically then uh, Yarl Borg sets up some more distrust between Rolo yeah. and Ragnar. Played uh, by Thorbjorn Har. Ooh, yeah. So he's a Scandinavian dude. Yeah. Also, um, Horik is, I guess... Donald Log is his name. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I don't know. Maybe he is Scandinavian, this guy. I'm curious. No, he's Canadian. Well, this is apparently a Canadian. Is this a Canadian show, I guess? I don't know. I guess it's a Canadian show I've read. But yeah, Yarborg, though, he's pretty much setting up the, this distrust between the brothers. He sends Floki back to send a message. Uh, you know, can we negotiate? And he tells Ragnar, hey, there's this big-ass tree, and we think it's Yggdrasil. And if you know anything about Viking mythology, Yggdrasil is the, the world tree. It holds up the world and holds up the sky and, and holds up the sky and it binds the, the world. Serpent, the serpent is gnawing at its roots and the spinners, the noons are watering it and, and putting mud on it and yeah. nourishing it. And they're the ones who decide fate. So the tr- And Odin hung himself from the tree, right? Oh, he did. 
Jeez. Yeah, apparently Odin sacrificed himself from the tree too. He hung himself. I heard they said someone hung from a tree for Odin. I didn't know if it was Odin. Odin did. And, oh, uh, yeah. So Ragnar's like, well, I got to go check that thing out. So he sets off on a side quest. And Jarl Borg just pretty much gets Rolo on his side, pretty much says, Ooh, pretty much scheming. Yeah. Ragnar, hmm, he's bad. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Rolo has been like number two instead of co-number one for a while. You've seen the jealousy growing, the envy. And I'd say it's one consistent plot line too, again, uh, with this the the season. But anyway, Ragnar then comes uh, in his group, two of his men come across uh, a naked woman bathing in the water who we find out is is Ass Log. And (laughs) What's her name? Ass Log. Yep. And she's pronunciation. And um, I do have some Scandinavian roots, I think, you know, maybe. I don't you know. Might. I don't know. <laughs> she sends a message back with his guys like, hey, like you've got to apologize to me because your guys looked upon my nakedness. My nakedness. And Ragnar's like, hmm, if she comes to me uh, with, what's he say? Neither clothed nor naked, neither fed nor hungry, yep. and neither alone. They're alone. Nor in company. Nor in company. So she's like, I understand what to do. She comes in with a fishing net. So she's not clothed, but she's not yeah. naked. She's got a dog. So she's not alone, but not in company. And in the show, she's like eating an apple. Yeah. I think the legend said she was eating like an onion, right? Yeah. She was eating an onion. And I was, uh, one of the books I've been reading, uh, Norse myths, uh, they, they have this story here and it's actually, uh, that's actually like a myth too at Ragnar and yeah. Aslog who was renamed Crow too, depending on different stories you listen to. I've seen like Kraka or something. Yeah. She's got a R A K. K-R-A-K-A, I guess. Yeah. Apparently, she was like renamed after some other parents found her after something else. It's like a soap opera, you know, the, <laughs> the, the Norse myths. It's, it's like that. And so she claims to be the, the son or the daughter of Sigurd, who fought a, and killed a dragon, and the, the great shield maiden Brynhildr, yeah. I think. And uh, so she's, she is somebody. <laughs> and Ragnar is intrigued. And Bjorn is there on this quest too, because he wanted to bring Bjorn. And Bjorn's like, "Why are you meeting with her? You know, like, why, what are you doing?" And That's he's like, just, "Yeah, I just want to see what it's all about." He's just curious. And also, by the way, she's got these like crazy shield maidens that guard her that are really badass too. So um, yeah. didn't get much on them after this. But uh, no, yeah, I wondered if they're a real thing too. I I think later on we we see more about shield maidens and stuff, so we'll probably cover yeah. that. But it was it was cool to see them here, yeah. And and like oh like are they a thing? But yeah, like he ends up basically getting to know her. There's definitely chemistry between them when they first meet. They both are interested in each other, and you know they just spend their nights doing the horizontal tango with Bjorn on the floor, having to listen to it. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> I know. Poor little guy. And, and this is another thing that. that's like, that, like Ragnar, dude. Like, Legatha, man. Look what's going on. Like, you got a 10 out of 10 at home. Like, I know. What you looking around for other 10s, you know? I know. So, Bjorn's not happy. No. Bjorn confronts him about it. And Ragnar's just like, why'd I bring him? <laughs> no, but Bjorn is like, um, promise me it won't happen again. 
And Ragnar does. He's like, I promise. And then he's just like, <laughs> he does like one of those when he leaves. But he, I think in a way he's kind of proud of his son, like for, yeah. for sticking he, up to him. And he cares about his son. And that's at least one thing too, at least in the first season, Ragnar does feel like he has a pretty solid relationship with, with his son Bjorn. Yeah. And that's, that is one thing I really do like about him. Yeah. And she just comes like in the middle of the night again, just like lifts up the skirt and just jumps Tries. on. <laughs> and Ragnar's he, like, he denies no it. means no, ass log. And, <laughs> and she's like, no, no. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> and she leaves. And she leaves. And, and she's Bjorn's happy. P.O.'d. And, yeah. and you know that Ragnar's probably in like excruciating pain right now. <laughs> yeah but, but it's it was like all right good for you right uh, but then later you know he's thinking about his life down by the the river she comes up to him he's like i'm carrying your child and he's just like crap the yeah. one time i cheat <laughs> exactly the one time i do i know and it pretty much just I ends know. with like a bunch of symbolism it's kind of, a, it's kind of imagery. cool though. it is cool like the music, how the music plays, and it's showing like Rolo making his decision. Yeah, to showing our Borg. Yeah, I think it shows Lagatha a little bit, showing like Ragnar walking around the halls. Yeah, and he goes to uh, Aslog's room, and at first I thought like, oh, is he gonna kill her to cover it up? But then he just like lays down with her. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's pretty much where it ends, and that's the end of the first season, and like. You said, I don't think it's, a, it's possible to watch season one and not immediately jump into season two. Yeah. Uh, because they set up a whole new thread after that. Exactly. I just thought of something, too, that I thought was kind of funny. What? Um, remember when Ethelstan was left to watch the kids when Legatha and Ragnar go raiding earlier mm-hmm. in the season? Yeah. And he's trying to figure out, he's having this existential crisis. He's trying, looking for a sign of what to do. Bjorn's been mean to him. Bjorn told him he wants to sacrifice him. And then he's like sitting there praying. He's like, give me a sign. And he hears something. And there's an owl in the house. <laughs> and he's just looking, this huge owl staring at him. An owl. <laughs> like how many times do you see an owl? And he's just like, oh, it's just an owl. <laughs> All right. I don't it know a sign. Thought it was a sign. Definitely not a sign. <laughs> just a random owl that came into the house and is fine with being around people (laughs) oh my god so yeah so that was season one and it was yeah it's really hard to not watch the next episode yeah so i can't imagine had we episode is like the best shirts versus skins face down (laughs) game ever i know i know it's great so we'll have to talk about that on the next episode of the screen chronicles but yeah it was was great watching that gonna definitely watch season two um so thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, you know, if you listen to us on podcast, you can also watch this on YouTube. We have clips from the show and things mm-hmm. like that in there too. And if you're on YouTube, you can listen to us on podcast. You can listen to the whole thing at any point, all the social media stuff. And yeah. uh, thank you again. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, and uh, comment. Let us know what you think. And it really helps guide us and what we talk about and think. So and uh, thank you for all the feedback so far too. Yeah. And we want to hear what you guys think too. So let us know down below what you thought of Vikings and the things you liked and didn't like. And uh, we just want to talk about it. So adios, amigos. Adios.